in the morning. Welcome, B-Movie fans, to another B-Movie interview. I'm Paul, and joining me today is filmmaker Ed Fletcher, and he's here to talk about his new documentary film, Do the Dance. Ed, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Good, thanks for coming on. So, what inspired you to first become a filmmaker? Well, I've always been somebody that um, played with words and and told stories. I was a a dungeon master back in the day and and always liked telling stories. And then I sort of gave it up for a long time and fell into um, just trying to be good at the job. And I'm a a journalist full time. And um, when the rocky times in the newspaper industry started, I started to like reach back and, and try to figure out the things I love to do again. And um, so I I got into screenwriting and I did a couple short films and then this documentary um, demanded that I do it. Very cool. Could you tell us a little bit about Do the Dance, the general idea behind the film and kind of message behind it? Yeah. So it it starts off as a sort of a, a story about a 1969 court case in Sacramento. In 1969, the dancers at the Pink Pussycat a strip club in this sort of little outpost community called Orangevale decide it's within their First Amendment right to dance bottomless. And they do so, and they get arrested, and eventually it goes to trial, and the judge, who happens to be Earl Warren Jr., the uh, son of the Supreme Court Justice, decides that the jury needs to see the dance to determine whether it violates community standards. So they take the jury to the club, uh, not only once, but they also bring in Carol Dota from San Francisco to perform and to help them establish what the broader community was was doing and seeing. I found out about this this case through my work as a, as a journalist, and somebody, an older editor at the Beat, told me about this. And, and having grown up in this community, and, and this, cl- this club had long closed, it was closed before I was born, I was, I was shocked to learn about this. And... Um, and I just couldn't get enough information, so I kept researching it, and it's grown from uh, a small thing to a much bigger, uh, bigger project. It's been really excited to move this along. Very cool. It's always interesting seeing um, where certain taboos in society were first challenged, and this seems to be one that's not really discussed much, but um, really interesting stuff. Yeah, it was the. This is you have to think about. This is 1969, so this is the hippie movement. And we're still sort of we were still in this period of trying to figure out where the the limits to free expression are, and the clubs pushed for more and more, um, and some of it was society, some of it was was financial, but there was also this pushback from the establishment, and whether they were churchgoers or or people who felt like this was a an abomination. And we shouldn't be allowing this in our communities. So there was a, a struggle between the, these two forces there. And there's a, the sheriff that was a very colorful figure, this guy named Big John Misterly. And he was not about to let this happen. And the, the judge in this case came under a lot of scorn and pressure because of the way he ruled. As far as the um, as documentaries go, what would you say is the most unique aspect of Do the Dance? It touches a an issue that's so current, and this issue of free expression. So I think it, it strikes a universal tone, and, and that's what I, I think will draw most people to it. And it's a documentary that will engage people in this conversation, and, and I don't think you have to be support one way or the other 
to want to see this documentary or support this documentary. And we're going to talk to, to people on both sides of the line on whether you think this is a appropriate, uh, wh whether we should allow this sort of thing in, in our communities. Definitely. Definitely seems like a good conversation starter. And I think that as far as documentaries goes, that's like the best thing that they can do is get people talking about things. Because if no one's having the conversation, you can't like nothing ever gets done. Right, right. And, you know, I don't, I don't want to try to tell people how to think. I just want to help help them to think. And I think this really can facilitate that and, and be a kind of an interesting uh, conversation starter. As far as documentaries go, how do you balance out entertainment and telling the story as as um, accurately as possible? Are there any challenges that come from that? I think you just have to follow your, your gut and try to tell the story as, as cleanly as possible. I mean, you don't want to go too far into trying to making it a um, so entertaining that you lose track of the story and what really happened. You have to have the, the facts as your um, North Star and, and and make it in a way that you can feel good about yourself and showing it to historians. But at the same time, you do want to make something that will be entertaining. And I think our preview sort of conveys the tone that we want to want to carry. We want to have a it, it should be fun, but it should be um, truthful as well. Definitely. Reality tends to be more crazy than um, than fiction half the time. So really good documentaries, I think, are half the time better than work of fiction. Right. In this in this instance, the, the facts are so awesome that I don't, you don't have to go far to try to make this entertaining. Um, the facts are already there. So I, I think we've got some fertile ground here to to make something really fun. Have there been any unexpected challenges so far while creating Do the Dance? Well, the the ongoing challenge is tracking down the the people that were were there. When I started researching this, I had always assumed that I would talk to Carol Dota. Carol Dota is a, a topless legend from San Francisco, and in 2015 uh, she passed away, and and that was a a big blow. And I, I really had hoped to and expected to talk to her at some point, and that was really the impetus to like, well, I need to get going. So we've, we've had a couple other people that have, have passed away. And so now that's, that's why we need to, to move, move fast. We did, um, the other challenge is, is getting the, the lead dancer in this case to, to talk to us. Um, Suzanne Haynes grew up in Fair Oaks, California, was in the Mormon church. And by 1969, she performed at the, in this trial, she went on to win this, win the title of Miss Nude Universe and traveled across the country. And by 76, she had written a book. The book was called uh, Take It All Off, in which she talked about her religious transformation. And since then, she really hasn't talked to me or her family. I've been trying to get in touch with her and see if she will talk to us for this. So that's a big chapter of this project that is unanswered yet. And ultimately, we'll have to go out there and try to uh, win her over. But you really have to we have to keep our fingers crossed and, and try to come at it with a, an honest and open heart and hope that uh, she'll share her story with us. Definitely. It, it seems like with documentaries, it's um, different from just casting actors because you have to have people tell, tell you their real stories. And it's a lot more emotional and things like that. So definitely interesting. 
Yeah, it's like unlike screenwriting, you, you don't know how all the play, pieces will play out. You can know that you want to travel in a certain direction, but then you've got to work with the stories they give you and and what access you get. So you don't have full control over this this painting that you're you're painting here. As far as documentaries go, are there any documentaries that you'd say inspired the style of the, your film or that you would say inspired you to create a documentary? It's a good question, and I don't have a, a great answer for you. In, in, in all honesty, I had started this as down the path of doing a, a screenplay, and I wrote a screenplay based on these facts here. And then it was Carol Dota's passing that told me that I need to do this as a, a documentary. And I don't know why I um, avoided it for so long, but it, in many ways it's the logical path for me as a, a working journalist to, to try to work with facts instead of um, the astronomical budget of trying to produce a, a feature film on this. I, I still hope to do the feature film eventually, but this uh, the documentary certainly seems to be the, the, the best path forward and it makes so much more sense on a, on a lot of levels. Definitely. But I will I will come up with an inspiration answer and, uh, <laughs> and communicate with that on Twitter with you. Sounds good. Um, as far as films go, because you said you'd like you originally imagine this is a screenplay. What qualities do you think make a great film? And could you give us some examples of films that you would consider great? Um. In this genre, I, I think about American Hustle. I think about People versus Larry Flint, um, and I think about movies that um, Boogie Nights that are a little bit of a shock to the system and a, and a shock to culture. And I think that's what really makes the movie sort of transcendent. That it nudges culture in a way that's subtle, but but present, um, and I think that's the ultimate mark of a of a great film. And I'd love to make a great film one day. And I think this has the moorings of, of a film that could do that, a film that can bring people in because they think they're going to see something sexy and interesting, and they leave talking about First Amendment rights and freedom of expression. Um, so that, to me, is is been the the goal and the mission with this project and if I can subsequently do the feature film that project as well definitely as far as free expression goes do you think there's a difference between art and something that's just exploitation or something done just to kind of grab attention well that's the hard part is separating those two out there when does art end and when has it become exploitation? Um, and, and I wish there was a, a way that you could separate that out, and we haven't figured out a foolproof way to do that. So my mantra has been to sort of let, um, let adults do what they want to do in the safety of their own environment. And but to make sure that we're allowing um, for safety and that we're not exploiting anyone. Makes sense. Definitely. So 
What advice would you give to somebody who wants to make their own independent film or documentary? Well, to start with your community, I, I think in 2014, I went to the American film market with the idea of, of trying to sell the, the screenplay. And it was a, it can make you feel really small when you go to L.A. with uh, your dream in your hand. But it taught me a lot. And it taught me that um, my strength right now is, is in my local community and that I should take full advantage of the resources that are available to me here. Um, so I would say that that would be my advice to any filmmaker, whether you're doing a documentary or trying to do a feature, is to take full advantage of your local community and, and network um, the heck out of, of what you have there and build a community of, of supporters and backers that can um, be with you as you move through the process and be open and honest and, and try to deal with people fairly and you'll gather that following. Makes sense. It's good advice. You never know what you can find kind of like in your own backyard, really. Yeah. Now, on this show, we have a question we like to ask everyone we uh, have interviews with. It's kind of a debate that Corey and I have, but what is your opinion on hairless cats? I would not allow a hairless cat anywhere in my living space. Hairless cats in non-domicile environments, I'm okay with that, but they really creep me out, so I don't think I could sleep near a hairless cat. Yeah, that's kind of where I fall on that. Um, Corey seems to have a, he really likes hairless cats for some reason, but to me it just looks like there, something's gone wrong. Like, I, I like, yeah, I like regular cats, I like um, animals with fur, but like, it, it's like we experimented too much with them and it's just, something's just gone completely wrong. So I, I'm, I'm on your side with that one. All right. Yeah. So... How far along is uh, Do the Dance in so far? And is the, do you have a set release day or a time period that you think it'll come out? Uh, we, we hope to be able to finish in 2017. Um, we Right now we've acquired some of the footage we'll need. We've um, interviewed the judge. We've done some of the main interviews we'll need. Um, but we're a long way from, from being done. Um, we're, we're planning on traveling to Portland Las Vegas and uh, some other places to um, talk to experts and and get some more viewpoints on this this issue of free expression. Um, but we hope to be done in 2017. Right now, we're we're crowdfunding. We've got uh, a preview trailer that's up. And we've got a four minute extended trailer that we'll be releasing soon. Um, but right now, yeah, we're trying to get the money and support and really grow our our audience at the same time. Awesome. So where can we follow you to learn more about Do the Dance and as it progresses and any future projects that you'll be working on? Yeah, we're, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, um, and we're, we're pretty much everywhere. Uh, our Facebook, or our, sorry, <laughs> our uh, website is dothedance.net, um, and if you search Pink Film 1969 on Twitter or Facebook, you'll find us. But dothedance.net is the uh, fastest way to to connect with us. All right. 
There you have it, B-Movie fans, Do the Dance, a documentary by Ed Fletcher about free expression. It's guaranteed to be a, be the perfect conversation starter. Ed, thanks for joining today. It's been a great conversation. Thanks a lot, Paul. If you have an independent film you're working on and would like to discuss it, you can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. Don't forget to listen to our podcast. We review a different bmovie each week. New episodes every Friday on our website, bmoviebros.com. If you have a movie you'd like us to review or any additional comments, feel free to leave a message below. This has been another bmovie interview. We are the bmovie bros saying... Be brave, be alive, and be back next time. Get on the next call. I've seen the wrong guy.